he talked about his laundry detergent for five minutes. Yeah. And the other 30 minutes is he oh, actually gosh. was showing me commission checks of what yeah. everybody's earned. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You can't do that. Oh, That's gosh. an SEC violation. That's a Federal Trade Commission violation. Like he, so he's showing commission checks. He's showing how much this person's earning and that person's earning and their car and their yacht. And, and seriously, like literally 30 minutes, guys. Like, I mean, person after person after person. I'm sitting there and like the eyes are rolling back in my head. I want to see a pencil in my eye. Talk Shop Podcast, an uncensored look into the life of a UFO with real and raw interviews with field leaders, up-and-coming stars, and seasoned veterans, where you learn as we talk shop. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Talk Shop. Uh, we have very, very special guests here with us this week. Uh, they are tremendous people that were here in Canada with us for our regionals, grown so much closer since then and uh, they're directors in the business and making a huge impact they're directors but what i really respect what i really love is they're in the field they're learning they're growing their businesses and everyone's talking about them right now so we're really happy to have and privileged to have uh, uh directors million dollar club members cullen and trinity haskins here on talk shop today well, thank you for having us. We're excited to be on with you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for taking the time out to do this. We're, I'm so, so excited. I, I love Talk Shop. I loved when you guys came to Canada for our regional convention, and I'm so excited to get to pick your brain today and, and to have this conversation. Yeah. Um, it, you know, I, I'd love to start off if you guys can share a little bit of your origin story, how, to, how you sort of came about. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, hang on. I just want to um, mention, Pierre is actually one of the reasons why we started Talk Shop. We talked about the podcast before we started it, right? And oh. now he's the newest addition to the Talk Shop team. So, you yes. know, welcome, Pierre. Too. Thank you. I made the cut. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this, this is my first podcast ever, Pierre. So, not so oh. no. Well, congrats. This is going to be a, a special one then. One of the top for sure. <laughs> That's right. It's the best one I've ever done. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll share a little bit about our background, I guess, um, because we've really just grown up with Mark and America. We're very blessed to find it um, and kind of come into our lives. We started, both started at the age of 24. Um, I actually went to college and got my big fancy degree and put my resumes out everywhere. It was in TV, radio, and film. And of course, at that industry, you basically work for free. Hmm. which I did and I couldn't find anything that was going to pay me. So I ended up serving tables at a couple different restaurants for a couple years and then basically took a job as a telemarketer and I was going to climb the corporate ladder. It was a huge phone company and I uh, didn't start at the top, but you're making all this money, but I had to start on the phone and I had a buddy of mine um, named David who actually came to me and asked me to evaluate this company. Wait, David, and David as in... David Whited. David Whited. Oh. Whited. <laughs> yeah, you guys probably know David. Some of you guys might have heard of him. And mm -hmm. so David and I sat next to each other eight hours a day, five days a week. You want to know the real scoop is, you know, we, we just got to know each other. He's my buddy. So he came to me and approached me, and I blew him off for about seven months. I said, no, I am not looking. You know, he's like, Trin, you've got to check this out. My brother in Orlando showed me this business, Market America. Mm -hmm. And I said, no. Um, you make money with that, you know, 
Amway Pyramids, Vitamin Selling Deal. You let me know there, buddy. And I just blew them off. Mm. And the reason I did that, you guys, because not only did I sell Mary Kay makeup in college and like after three months, my career was done because, you know, everybody, my family and friends bought everything. That was it. Mm. And about a year prior to David coming to me, he brought me in and had somebody come to my house and brought me into Amway. That's mm. the real scoop. And so they signed me up, gave me a catalog, like, like two inches, two, you know, two inches long. And I was just like, yeah, they signed me up and nobody talked to me again. So I was extremely skeptical. And that's why I said no for so long. And he continued to build this market America business. I was pregnant at the time. And, you know, after I had my son, of course, I had to go back to work and put him in daycare. Mm. So, you know, that's the real scoop. When, when I went back to MCI, he was gone. And I asked my supervisor, where did David go? And she said, oh, he has an unfranchised with Market America. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Because he got hung up on just as much as I did at telemarketing, you guys. Hmm. And so that's why, you know, when he was gone and she told me he was making $4,000 a month, I was like, man, okay, wait a minute. (laughs) I need to look at this. (laughs) I went to a meeting and uh, my supervisor shared it with me and I went to a meeting and, uh, she, I, when I went, I was like, man, where's the speaker? And it was David. Hmm. And I was like, what, David, there's grownups here. Like, what are you doing <laughs> up in the room? What's going on? <laughs> and then I knew, man, David could make money. I could do it. I trusted him. And started the Market America journey. I'm so thankful. Ended up, um, you know, going back to Illinois. Life happened with a single mom. And that's where I met Colin at the newspaper. But now in the newspaper to sell some furniture. And uh, Cullen bought my furniture, and I thought, man, this guy is pretty sharp. He, I'm going to prospect him for the business, and that's all I thought. I, no, she really I thought, this guy's pretty hot. hot. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but is he going to get the two- to three-year plan? Let's see if he qualifies. And he did. That's right. Oh, uh, so buying furniture, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember last time, Cullen, you said you, that's the furniture approach? or That's right. It's the furniture <laughs> Yeah, you know, there is seriously, there's an approach for everything. It's <laughs> part of this whole story. I mean, when you think about things, is like Trinity said a couple of things, but the number one thing in that whole thing, and I said it last night, we did a UVP uh, here in Sarasota. I think we had like 53, and, and I think there was about uh, 18 guests in the room. And so it's blowing up, it's on fire, um, which is amazing. But like, I challenge everybody, all the guests, I'm like, the difference between you and, and, and us at this point is you're evaluating and you're developing a trust. You're either going to trust us and we're going to trust you and we're all going to, you know, be successful together or you don't. And you know what? It's okay. Cause it's your choice, but Trinity trust David. Yep. See, hmm. so even though initially she didn't trust him based on the business because you know, she was skeptical, but then obviously once he went and became successful and didn't wait on Trinity, Mm. And she had to develop a trust. And it's a big lesson for all of us is why you just got to go. Because if right. you go, the right people will come back around and they will see your success and they will start trusting. Right. That's that, super powerful as well. You're right. That, that, that is a big thing. And, and the, you know, when you, when you make 4000 bucks a month uh, from, from zero and then all of a sudden you're making over four grand a month um, from it, the trust builds real fast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and, and also I wanted to mention... Uh, Trinity, you, you 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 did you did talk about uh, earlier about your um, you know previous uh, 
previous attempts in network marketing where mm. the first round was, uh, you know, uh, your friends and family, they bought stuff. And then at the end, uh, at the end, it's done. Like your, your, your business is, your career is over. Um, yeah. I think not, not, I think people, you know, don't really take the time to really see what we have on our hands and, and really appreciate the product departments, the innovation that the company comes up with all the new stuff. Um, but also that still happens in market America as well. Like you've got people that come into the business and then go through friends and family. And after that, they're stuck like that, that happens here too. But what, what was different with, um, with, with, with market America that, that you felt, mm. I would say it's the system. It's mm. the system. And, and, and you have to have a huge reason why. Yeah. And I just, tr like Colin hit it on the head. I trusted when I, when I was your sponsor back in the day, you just trusted me, but you trusted the system. And he started running right out of the gate. He went to the mm. first seminar and brought like, how many people? What did you do? Six. Like, he, I'm like, wait, I'm supposed to help you. And he's showing the plan by himself. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm supposed to help you. Hold up. I mean, he just went. I wasn't very coachable. But I brought six people. <laughs> I just understood that people were buying us. They were going to buy me. And so everybody I was approaching was either buying or they were selling me. And so if I sit down with people and I get an appealing description of where I'm going, but most importantly, why I'm going there, which was to spend more time with our kids. And I share the story about my father not being able to retire. And so many people, this is, I mean, if people are coming up to you as you're meeting with them and they're saying, I can relate with you. I understand where you're coming from. Then, you know, you got a hot two minute commercial. If people are keep passing, then at some point you have to say either I'm approaching the wrong people that have no ambition, don't want more out of life. They don't want something they don't currently have. Right. So then, but if I'm approaching some of the right people, but they're not wanting to hitch their wagon to me, then I need to look in the mirror. And that's sometimes a tough thing for us to do, you know, as humans, because of course, you know, we want to think we're doing a great job all the time, but hmm. to humble yourself and say, okay, am I giving an appealing description of where I'm going, why I'm going there? And, and it's an emotional attachment. There's a cause built into it to where people want to hitch their wagon to it and say, I want to be on your team. Yep. You know and I mean? I think I grew up playing a lot of team sports, you know, with basketball and baseball and soccer. And, and I didn't trust my teammates. And that's why I think another reason why with this business is early on, I understood team. I understood like, no, I am team and all this other stuff. But I also knew, like I told Trinity in the beginning when she was like, how come you're not taking me to show the plan? You bought 10 tickets and I'm so scared you're going to eat tickets. <laughs> no, she you know, Mentally, I was like, I oh my God. Yeah, I remember like and I said, I've already sold like six of them. And you yeah. were like flabbergasted. You I were like, what do you mean we sold six? How did you sell them? And I just said, well, I just sold them. And well, how did you do that? I said, well, I showed the plan. And back then, remember, I mean, we showed the plan on paper. Yeah. So for me, here's the deal. I know we all focus a lot on a word that's very, very important in our business, which is duplication. Mm-hmm. Because that's really what it's all about. It's all of us duplicating profitable action steps. Yep. With that being said, there are certain action steps that are learnable business skills that all of us can learn, but it may take some practice. Mm -hmm. So 
back then we didn't have PowerPoint. We didn't have this internet thing. Right. You know, everything was done on a pad of paper. And, and so we would draw it out. And I, guys, I remember meeting with people in like probably 15, 20 minutes was just talking with them, yeah. getting to know them, them getting to know me, where am I going? What's going on? Me being very excited, Trinity being very excited. That's it. And then we would show them the plan. Well, the plan on paper, you guys might take 15, 20 minutes. So if it's 15, 20 minutes getting to know people and just having conversation and then 15, 20 minutes on the plan, maybe 45 minutes. And then you were done and like booking the next step. Hey, did I spark enough interest in you learning some more? Did I spark enough interest in you trying some of my products? You know, where do you think you, you stand at this point? You need to look at this a couple of different times, right? Three times, you know, that kind of stuff to where I think so often people think it's about sitting with somebody and immediately being like, okay, Pierre, I'm just, I, I just got to get through my presentation. And guys, I sat through a presentation two nights ago with a guy that said, I mean, I guess I could say it because, you know, we're just, we're just straight up live. I'm right. Right. So oh, going to yeah. say it. So this is coaching for people, right? Yeah. So this is a company called Malaluka. Oh, all right. Right. Malaluka has been around a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's three different main compensation plans, right? You have the stair step breakaway MLM model, which is the oldest most common one, then you have a matrix. Matrix, uh, so the metal loop is more like a five, five wide, seven deep forced matrix model. Really it's a compensation plan. And then of course we have the binomial compensation, which JR invented, right? So I get on the horn with this guy and I knew he, they had, it was a prospect of A, B, and then he was C. Yep. So we're gonna get on the horn with this guy. He makes like 10,000 10, 10, a month. So I said to the two, I said to the distributor and franchise owner who led to the gal, May, who's now leading to him. All right. So I said to our franchise owner, Chris, I said, Krista, if he's really making 10,000 a month, this may be a hard sale because he could be all in on what he's doing. And, and what I need to do in the beginning is find out if he's all in. And if he is all in, then we just got to figure out maybe product wise or somehow, how can we all help each other? Because I'm not going to try to steal him That's right. from what he's trying to do yep. because he would get offended if I come too strong at him, like, oh, mine's better than yours, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I mean, with that being said, there's a huge difference in somebody making $10,000 in a month and $10,000 residually ongoing income for the rest of your life. Month after month after month. That's right. Yeah. yeah, but here's the thing, you guys. So here's a couple of things that happen. Okay, as coaching tips of what not to do. All right. Yeah. He's on the horn and he's like, okay, so so uh, okay, so your name is Colin Haskins. Okay, yeah, okay. And then he says, okay, um, and so how much would you say you're earning on a monthly basis? And I said, well, I'm a director with the company, which is 18 to 25. I said, but on average, probably like 20. And he was just like, okay. And then he says, and how much is your company doing annually in sales? All right, now just full transparency here, right? Here's me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, 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 and then he goes, you mean to tell me you're making 20 and you, and you don't know? And he like looked at, he, we're on a Zoom, and he looks at me like I'm a moron, you know? And I said, yep, and never affected a commission check. Mm. So I don't know. I never paid attention to it. I said, because I just know it's a law. And so mm. we do very well. And he was yeah. just like, oh, okay. And then he proceeded, after that, he proceeded to talk for the next 35 minutes, and I don't think he took a breath of air. 
Hmm. As he's talking, I'm in like the other room, but I can hear what's going on. He's talking about laundry detergent, you guys, for like 20 minutes. No, 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 no. He talked about his laundry detergent for five minutes. Yeah. And the other 30 minutes is he oh, actually gosh. was showing me commission checks of what yeah. everybody's earning. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You can't do that. Oh, that's an SEC violation. That's a Federal Trade Commission violation. Like he, so he's showing commission checks. He's showing how much this person's earning and that person's earning and their car and their yacht. And, and seriously, like literally 30 minutes, guys. Like, I mean, person after person after person. I'm sitting here and like the eyes are rolling back in my head. I want to stick a pencil in my eye because he's doing it wrong. And then he would say things like, but in our company, you have to sell nothing. We don't sell anything. Hmm. And I'm already like, okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, say stuff like that. How much is this guy making again? Like, and he says that. I'm like, this is exactly why companies like Bima, yes. Herbalife, yes. Herbalife got busted, Bima got shut down, Advocare got in trouble. Hmm. So there's enticement laws. Right. Enticement. You can't do stuff like that. So hmm. that's why I love how we do it with Market America because. It's great to say, hey, this person, you know, hey, is Andrew Chi and he's this pin level. And, and okay, fine, but we just say that and then, and then move on because we're gonna, people need to know you can make money. People need to know you can be successful, which is great, but we don't talk for the whole presentation about how much money you're gonna earn and own a yacht and all this other stuff. And the dude's talking about, you know, this stuff. So I stopped him. I videoed all of it, by the way. I videoed the whole thing. Because I, 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 once I figured out what he was doing, I started videotaping. I said, man, I got to use this coaching. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to white out his name and because I'm trying to bash this guy. But it's coaching for people because mm. it's what people are doing. And some people yeah. are training this guy a lot because it's all about the fluff and the money. But at the end of the day, he said things like this, you guys. He said, okay, um, this person led to this person who led to this person. Six people in. Six people in. And a dollar, a dollar, a dollar, a dollar, a dollar to join. Six people's a dollar. And that person got paid six grand in commissions. Up hmm. of a dollar. And I'm like, yeah. Come on, man. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, someone else might buy that though, right? They're like, wow, that's amazing. Sign me up. Here's a buck. And I'm like, but me, I'm going, where did the money come from? There's yeah. no way on planet Earth. The company cut a commission check for six grand for somebody off of six dollars. I'm, I'm just saying, like, dude, I was not born last night. So I'm trying to be patient. because I'm not going to leave what I currently do. I said, I'm just being direct with you. I said, but we may be able to help each other out. So I'm, I'm new to the area. I'm open to meeting with you so we can get to know each other and let's see how we can help each other out. So we booked a nine o'clock appointment. It's 9.15, he didn't come. I texted him and I said, hey, 9.15. I said, hey, um, are you planning on coming? And then about 10 minutes go by even after that. And he says, oh my gosh, I had such and such come up. I can meet you in 20 minutes. 
Hmm. Well, that is like 45, 50 minutes. Hmm. I'm like, I said, no, thanks. I said, hey, I wish you the best of luck. Hmm. And then I walked away, right? That's it. So then he still messaged me the next day. So he tried to follow up and tried to still get me on the phone with someone else. And I'm like, hmm. no, thanks. So it all happens to us. So then we get on the horse with them. <laughs> when I'm on with them, 35 minutes in, so here's what happens. I said, I said, I said Lee, I said, I don't need to hear about how much everybody's making. I'm sure the company is great. I'm sure the one product that you featured, your laundry detergent, is incredible. Which, by the way, as he featured the laundry detergent, he's going down nine times concentrate. Best laundry detergent on planet Earth. It will save you more money than any laundry we detergent have ever. It. I'm looking at the numbers, we have it. and my ours is cheaper than his by a penny. So <laughs> I won by a penny. And I bought it with a baby came on it, but I thought, okay, I'm not even going there. But it's like, oh, better. But man. whatever. So, so he's going off about it. So I, I find, when I finally stopped him, I said, hey, listen, you ain't going nowhere. I'm not going anywhere. I said, but do you know who I am? Do you remember me? And he <laughs> says, no, I don't remember you. And I said, well, well, I remember you. And he goes, well, how do you know me? And I said, because people don't blow me off for appointments ever. And wow. you blew me off. And he went, I did. And I said, yeah, you met my wife, Trinity at Panera Bread. And I started sharing the story. And then he was, and then he was embarrassed. Yeah. So you know what he did is I said to him, and this is word for word. Okay. I said to him, I said, don't you remember when my, when my wife was, was like, told me, you got to meet with this Lee. I guess he's some, he's a superstar, you know, with like, he does really well with Malaluka. So then this guy flipped it back on me in front of the two women that were on with me, right? And, and he said, oh, now you insulted me. You insulted me because I would never say that I'm a superstar with oh, my gosh. So that's an insult. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I said, I didn't say you stink at Maluka. How is that an insult? Like I, I said, I said, my wife said I should meet with you because you're a superstar with Maluka. I said, I didn't say anything about it. And it just, yeah, it got weird. And then I was just like, listen, this doesn't have to be that. And then, and then the, the woman, May, who led to him, okay, she's mm. the one who led to him. <clears throat> she starts telling him all the reasons she didn't like Malaluka because she was on his team. And I just sat there smiling like this. I was just like. <laughs> <laughs> That's happy Haskins right there. <laughs> I'm just smiling like, oh, my gosh, I don't have to say nothing, right? And I'm just like, but here's the point, you guys, is that he did many things that when you watch the video back, we can learn from it because if I release that video and I'm not that guy, but, but if somebody released that video and I sent it to the FTC or SEC and mm -hmm. then they, they evaluated this, what he was saying and doing, they mm -hmm. would immediately assign somebody to come here, yeah. right. act like they were a prospect, meet with him mm -hmm. and then document it from themselves. Yep. Okay. And then they, then the company would be under investigation. doesn't matter if Luke is 30 years old. Dude, how'd you get the video in? Did you just stick it out of your pocket or like, how'd you, how'd you, how'd you get the video in? No, I got a Mac computer. So I just said, oh, I hit oh, this was on, on online. Person. And then it says, do I want to record my whole screen? And I said, click, I click record and I started yeah. recording. Because <laughs> wow. we're on a Zoom. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. on the, on the topic of the, um, of MLMs guys and, and network marketing is actually a two part question. I'm really, really curious to ask you guys. So hmm. um, the first would be obviously market America is not a multi-level marketing company yeah. or network marketing, uh, but a very common thing is people think it is, and it's a yeah. very common thing with prospects. So well, the first part of the question is what's your take on that? How do you guys deal with that? And the second part is, 
how do you guys deal with people that have just entered the multi-level marketing industry, just beginners, not all in like Colin said, but you know, a little bit in the starting. So I'm curious for both of those. Yeah. You know, I, I think it, it's a great point because we are not multi-level. There's no levels, there's no percentages or anything with Market America, right? We've really taken the best from franchising and taken the best from direct sales and left out the pitfalls. But people will associate us um, with that because there's different products. Um, we work out of the house, but we are part of the direct sales industry and there's no denying that. We are a networking industry. There's no denying that. So. We want to be very, very proud of that. So I think it's really you studying and each unfranchise owner studying what you have with the unfranchise. Mm. Know why we're like a franchise and why we're different. Mm -hmm. And really, you know, watch Unfranchise Manifesto by J.R. Reidenberg and understand yeah. what you have in your hand. Yeah. Because the, the source of possibilities, you guys, are out there. They're endless. Yeah. And Colin shared that story with you guys because that just happened this week. Yeah. You know, that, that's a fluke thing. I mean, not all appointments are like that or anything like no. that, but we kind of cracked up. We we're cracking up with that because oh, right. you hear JR's manifesto and you hear mm -hmm. the differences and you hear these stories, but you actually, you know, because we, we all listen to audios, but to actually experience it is a whole nother level. Mm. You know, we hear about the rat race and the 45 year plan. Um, from JR all the time, but Colin and I have been blessed to be home with our five kids, you know, gosh, for the last 20 years because of this business. So when we were flying back from, you know, we, Colin did a seminar in Long Island and we flew back, we actually went out of Boston airport area and got um, up the, the train. So Colin was telling his brother, don't worry, we'll take the train to the airport. But it was like 6 a.m. And I'm like, we will? What? What? <laughs> what? Okay. I guess we're taking a train, <laughs> but anyway, we got out of the train station. Sometimes you got to experience what other people do. I actually snapped a picture yeah. of this. We were like literally like cattle getting out of this train and everybody's walking the world. Thousands of people. It was like endless. Going into Boston. And it, it really hits you because we have the best thing out there. <clears throat> and the point Colin sharing that story too, another, another, I have a moment is people join these companies every day. People still get in for a dollar. They're going to make, you know, be rich. People mm -hmm. still join multi-levels every few seconds, but they're, they're hoping and promise all of these dreams. And I'm not saying people can't make money with those companies because they can, but it's not so doable for what the average person can actually do. Yeah. So when I'm out at a restaurant, you guys, I am out, shopping i'm out you know walking the pier with my husband and getting conversations and people are looking for a better way people are praying for a better way three four o'clock in the morning like how can we not say something because nothing beats our comp plan nothing beats the unfranchise and you can change people's lives with it mm -hmm. and if you truly believe in that you can talk to everybody anytime anywhere and it's a ton of fun like jackie blasco says people are fascinating you can't tell what they're going to do with the information, but at least you got to share it with them. Yeah. And then sometimes you walk away and you're like, what the heck was that? But sometimes you, you know, you can help people retire, get home with their kids. I mean, it's such a powerful business. Hmm. Yeah. People, people are always looking 
for something they can relate something to. Right. So what do we understand? What does the person that we're approaching understand about a running their own business? So I like to ask questions like, Hey, have you ever run your own business? And if they say no, then they don't even understand the first thing usually about yeah. networking and building a business because any traditional business owner. So I like to say things, you guys that hit people between the eyes without making them feel dumb, of course. Right. But I mean, I want them to understand that like, even at the UBP last night, I was just like, listen, I don't know any ultra successful hermits that have worked their way to the top 5%. I don't, <laughs> I'm like, they, you know, you have, I mean, four out of five got there by owning their own business. One inherited the money. Right. So you say four business owner. I said, what do you have to do to be successful as a business owner? And if we have a business owner in the room, I says, you own your own business. Oh yeah. Okay. So what's your overhead, right? You do things like this to get the wall to come down and everybody else who's never run a business before don't get it. Mm -hmm. But I don't say if you never run a business before, you probably don't understand what I'm doing right now. Like I don't say stuff like that, but I'm just trying to get them to see, wow, if the business owner is sitting in this room and they get it, why would I not get it? Okay. Mm. That's what I'm trying to do to get that wall to come yeah. down. And as the business owner, did you become successful at your salon? By one day saying, okay, I have a few clients, I do their hair, and now I'm just going to go put down 2000 a month rent on a salon and put the placard up on the door that says I'm open and hope this works. Or are you going to go tell everybody and your brother that you are opening your own salon? And I said, here's the deal. You're going to tell every family or friend member here because you're why you're going for the bomb. We're going for the touchdown. It's like the two minute drill. And I need to score a touchdown. I'm not going to keep this thing a secret. I go, I don't know anybody who kept their traditional business a secret who's successful. Mm. So, so I want to take away the notion that, oh, are you in one of those businesses? And I'm like, what? A business where I have to talk to people? I'm like, every business owner on planet Earth has to talk to people. So see, I'm trying to get them to go. Some of the conclusions that they're jumping to are really illusions mm. based on their past programming. It doesn't make any sense what, you, what your issue is. Or it's like, is it multi-level marketing? Well, can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure, yeah. Well, what do you mean by multi-level marketing? Well, you know, like a business where I have to go recruit people. Yeah. I said, oh, so like, like owning a Subway franchise or being the franchisor who's hiring Andrew and Pierre to go expand the Subway brand and go find other people to be franchise owners with Subway. Like that you mean recruiter? Or like the recruiter for the military recruiter? Or what kind of recruiting do you mean? See, I, 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 I always bring it back to what I know they will understand and say it's ridiculous that you're even asking that's, me that that's question. A, a recruiter that's for a major league baseball point. team yeah. or a basketball team like the Toronto world champion Raptors. Like, I mean, right. that recruiter, woo! Mm -hmm. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. So, <laughs> But, but see, if you bring it back to something that now they can relate to, okay, multi-level marketing, well, what do, you, what, do you, what do you mean by multi-level marketing? Well, you know, the people at the top make all the money. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, so you mean like the multi-level structure that my job at Bayer used? And a lot of times I'll use my job, not come after them. Yeah. Depending upon how open they are. Because Colin, I, Colin, I just want to say you're really good at that. Even, even when you're doing your trainings, you're – you know, inclusive of everybody. I think that's why, you know, um, people can relate to you. They get, they get what you're saying. 
it's a really good skill for us to develop too i i, I believe so you know the uh, and you you know, I watch you, you pause at the right moments yeah. where you give people space to think and it is crazy. Were you always like that? No. 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 <laughs> no when I was new, I was like, la, 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 la. You, hey, you ready to leave me to people? Let's go. You know, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I was so high energy, so crazy, just so excited. Yeah that I talk super fast and, and let's go and, and, and so. That's the trade-off, right? When you're, when you're yeah. new, that's the trade-off. When you're new, you've got high energy but low skill and then as you develop your skills, somehow the energy sort of balances out um, and uh, yeah. you know, I think we all go through that. Yeah, sometimes yeah. the energy, like a lot of people lose that zip, the, the fire and the, and the passion really. Right. And you let the skills, you just get obsessed with that. Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's why I think like it's all the more a more it's even more important for people that have been in the business longer to be at every convention mm. you know because our energy isn't as uh, as it was when we when we first started um and conventions made for it's meant for the old the older guys like us mm. yeah. <laughs> and and, and right. for new guys it's just to catch on to belief and develop your skills a little bit yeah mm -hmm. exactly i think the key there andrew and pierre is is it's, it's one word and it's for all of us and it's mm. practice mm. and if it takes 10,000 hours and this is outside of market America data okay but if it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert at something yeah why are people putting so much pressure on themselves to think you need to be an expert within a week or two weeks or 90 days of of starting a new business especially when you've never owned your own business before you don't have the skill sets mm. so you have to be realistic and say man i gotta earn as i learn and this was trinity and i we've never run a traditional business yep. before or anything like this yep. and so we looked at the business and said man if i'm making 300 to a thousand a month mm. as i'm ramping up and learning and i think that's some key language everybody needs to be saying to people believe it yourself because that's why you're saying it of course as our as a lot of times you're saying things back to yourself as, as a piece of this, right? Mm -hmm. But I say people last night at the UBP, I said, if you want to make an extra 300, how many guys believe that an extra 300 to $1,000 a month would be significant enough to say it's working? I mean, would that make a difference in making a car payment, house payment, something? How many of guys would agree with that? And everybody was like, oh yeah, everybody nodded their head. And of course I'm nodding my head. They nodded their head. Uh -huh. I say, great. Doing that with our business is not hard to do. Mm. And I let that land because we, sometimes we get to such big money that that's digestible like two to three. And I said, like, look, turning a thousand, a 300 to a thousand a month into a week. Now that's the two to three year plan. I said, and that's great. I said, to me, I could digest that. I knew if you said six figures in six weeks, I was like, that's a scam. All right. I mean, that, that, that's pie in the sky. Okay. So I get that. I said, but 300 to a thousand, I want every guest in the room to say, yeah, why wouldn't I do this? Why wouldn't I convert my spending? Why wouldn't I buy all market American brands? Right. In my house? Why wouldn't I help other people get to 300 to a thousand a month with the business system to where they would mentally feel like this is a no brainer decision. Mm -hmm. But I had to bring the numbers into a digestible. And so me as a new person or any new people listening to this podcast, you need to say to yourself, do I believe I can get to 300 to 1,000 a month? Right. I'm newer and I'm not there yet. 
And, and, and if you don't, that's crazy. You, you guy, it is not that hard. There's not that many customers. It's not that mm -hmm. many people on your team, but we got to do some work and we got to get some product flow moving. Right. right? I think yeah. the key word there is practice and that's all that you can do. And I've always lived our marketing market career as you cannot say the wrong thing to the right person. You guys might've heard that before, but it's so key. I have walked into appointments and thought I was the bomb.com. I nailed that. I crushed it. They're in for sure. I've had people look at me and go, we're, we're going to run a training system. Your leg is crushed. And then they weren't there for the follow-up. You know, I've had appointments where I have been up all night with a throwing kid throwing up and I probably still have puke on my shirt. And I am like, Oh my gosh, that was terrible. And then they came in and they led to like 10 people in the first two weeks, you know, Trinity, and I'm like, Trinity, what's the worst appointment and Colin as well. What's the worst appointment you guys have ever had? What's the worst appointment? Man, there's been so many appointments. Like when did Paul and I lit somebody's carpet on fire doing a product show? <laughs> okay, we gotta hear this one. Yeah. We um we we did a product show and our Clear Shield product is amazing. Uh -huh. And it's like an invisible glove for the your Clear hand. Shield did not like the carpet on fire. Yeah. The clear shield actually worked. It was, the, yes. it was the muriatic acid oh. that spilled out of our hand onto yes. the carpet that went Thank and you, baby. smoked up. And we were like, oops. And we didn't have like a silver bowl underneath, you know, doing the demo. You know, because you take the clear shield, put it on your hands, and right. you got to make sure it's on there for a couple of minutes, like probably five, five minutes. minutes. And, yeah. then, and then you would pour the muriatic acid in the palm of your hand, and then you would take a piece of tin foil. Aluminum foil and put it in and start smoking to show them that that wasn't water. This wasn't a setup. That's really muriatic acid. And you say, oh my gosh, hey, and my hand's not burning. It's awesome. And you, it still works today. The same demo, you guys. But but the lesson is, don't do it over carpet. silver <laughs> <laughs> bowl. And it totally went on fire. It's like, the, yeah, the clear shield didn't set on fire. Good correction there. But it did put out the fire. fire and like, I'm going, oh my gosh, this is really happening. Colin's like hurrying up, putting it out. And I just like grabbed the SOS, the smoke odor and stain product. I'm like, we got a product for that. It'll take away. So it did. It took away the smoke smell. But that was probably one of the worst that we did. <laughs> as far as the demo. As far as the demo appointments. And, you know, I, I just think every appointment that you do, you get stronger and stronger and stronger. I've literally shown the plan to somebody where I've been to her house and like I've been showing the plan and a rat came out underneath the cabinet. Oh my gosh. I was like, um, I can't even remember her name. I'm like, she's like, there's there's a rat over there. And she's like, oh I know. And she named it and she's like, watch this. And she grabbed some bread and like fed the rat. And I'm like, what am I doing? This is not the right person. Again, you get stronger every time. <laughs> like you kind of pre-qualify people. But that was like, I mean you're building, but I've had a person say, I can't come to the second look, which is now the UVP. I can't come because the last episode of Seinfeld is on. <laughs> I'm going, okay, well, $3,600 a week, you know, or Seinfeld is 2100 back then. But yeah. I mean, you guys, it doesn't matter. You just keep going. You just keep going and showing the plan. And, you know, people yeah. will let you know if they're looking for a better way. Yeah. Here's the thing with Seinfeld. Yes. <laughs> what did you say? It was Seinfeld. Yeah, it was Seinfeld. Well, it sounds yeah. great, but that was back then you couldn't record it. It was like all VHS tape, and I'm like. 
You know, uh, before we move on from, from that topic, because I do want to say a few things, what is the funniest excuse you guys have ever heard for someone not to come out to an appointment or convention, or convention or, or yeah. Miami? Mine was the Seinfeld. That, that, that's the topic. Like, that's the oh, it's the funniest excuse. Seinfeld's uh, a funny guy. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. We've heard so many over the years of yeah. just something that, and, and, and what it really boils down to is people's priorities. Hmm. Yeah. When people are you communicating with people, all of the communication or feedback somebody's giving you is all a direct reflection of that person's life, the priorities in their life. And so we have to challenge. Nicely, of course, like, why is that so important to them? What is it they really want out of their life? And, mm. you know, if somebody's willing to make Seinfeld the priority, they don't, they, it's not a matter of like, they're, they're an idiot or whatever, but it's a matter of their priority is just Seinfeld. And maybe they've got mm -hmm. things going on in their life that are crazy. So here's the biggest lesson, I think, with all of that, you guys, is that we, there, there was a, uh, I think it was a podcast. I was listening to and the lady was talking about how um, a guy jumped on her feed on uh, Twitter uh -huh. and, and she was doing something really positive and she's like a, a, a public figure, you know, she's very prominent, you know, and she's doing something very positive. This guy jumps onto her feed and he decides to say, you're a worthless piece of, you know what, and then he called her the C word which I know you guys said we could swear, but I'm not going to mm. say that word. But yeah. He, yeah. Oh, the C word. And I, and, and literally it was like, I was like, Oh, I mean, what? And so what do we normally do in that situation? Most people, just like us, if somebody said you're an MLM, most people get defensive. Most people are now I'm coming at you instead of really trying to understand why that person feels, and that's a key word there, feels the way they do to where they're bringing their baggage from their past programming to mm. our meeting or to the current situation. Mm. What, the, what the woman did, and here's where the lesson is brilliant. She hit back on this guy where everybody can see it. She hit him back and she said, wow, for you to call me that, you must really have some hard things going on in your life. Mm -hmm. Because I know this is not about me because you don't know me well enough. To uh -huh. with me. And it turned into this whole thread that in the end went offline. They connected and she shared and, and he said it was okay. But like she changed this guy's life. Wow. Wow. Because she was willing to call him out on the fact that this isn't about me. You, you would never call me that. Like she, she gave this guy a hug is what she did. And then she got to the root of what he has going on. And it again, it had nothing to do with her but it was the baggage he brought to the threat. Right. So is the person bringing the baggage to the appointment or the conversation and are they open or are they just a troll? Mm. Because I think there's different kinds of people. We have different layers of friends or acquaintances or online trolls. Online trolls, they're just trying to get under your skin. Somebody brings that person to, can you imagine some people like, and we all see them, right? Online. I mean, these people, if, that, if somebody brought somebody like that to a UBP or to a local seminar, guess what they're going to find? Hmm. Exactly what they were looking for. And that is to be a troll. Yeah. Joy yeah. is getting underneath people's skin. Mm -hmm. We have to recognize 
who is the person I'm meeting with? That's why it's so important to get to know people versus just whip out the plan and think, if I just show the plan, they're going to get it. Mm. You can spend time getting to know them, you guys. You're missing the whole point. Mm. That's the biggest part of the plan yeah. is getting to know them a little bit and sharing with a little bit about yourself, not your whole life story either, because I wanted them talking more than me. That, that, is, that is so key. But luckily yeah. for us here in Canada, we got less trolls than the United States. Like people are generally oh. nicer. <laughs> yeah. In, instead of trolling, they just kind of go poof. So there's a, there's a balance there. But I, I really, really love what you, what you just uh, mentioned, Colin. It is so unbelievably true. And a, a lot of us, Jira says it all the time, don't get stuck on the dot. The trolls are always the dot. Mm. And you know, you have to understand where they're coming from if their goal is to be a troll or if mm. their goal is to genuinely, they want to sort of find an answer. You know, maybe they just don't know better, mm -hmm. which actually leads me to, to a question I'm sort of curious about on the topic of practice, doing the reps and, and getting stronger every time. At what point do you know, um, if you guys recall, there's sort of an image that's very popular of a guy mining and he quits right before the gold is about to strike, right? The diamonds. The diamonds, yeah. right? Or, or right when he's about to really That's strike. It. Yeah, the is jackpot. That how you find diamonds? I have no idea. Okay, right, keep going. I swear they can make them these days. But anyways, um, my question kind of is this. When do you continue doing what you're doing with confidence that this way is right and you have the proper skills and, and you're doing it right and you're okay? When do you continue to do that because you know eventually it'll pan out versus when do you just start changing that approach, right? Because it's a balance. You don't want to just always change what you're doing and then never get good enough at, at a, a method, if you will. Uh, but at the same time, you don't want to slam your head against the wall a thousand times and expect a different result. Mm, that's a really great question. You okay, know, you. Um, man, I think, I think once you continue to have conversations with people. You can recognize, you guys, that people are either going to lead you to people or they're not, right? People are either going to move product or they're not. And that's why I've been telling our team a lot here lately as well is you have to think when you sit down with somebody, you want to see if there's a match. You want They're evaluating it for them, but you guys also have to think you're evaluating them to see if they qualify. And if somebody's not going to lead you to people or they're not going to move the product, why in the world would you just sign them up? Right. Mm -hmm. I have people right now that have said, okay, I'm ready to go, but I'm like, you need to get to convention because if money's an issue for them mm -hmm. and they only have so much money, just get to Greenboro. Don't even worry about coming on board. Don't even worry about doing your contract or signing up. Just get to Greensboro because that way I know that you're going to be profitable mm -hmm. and you'll get six months to a year's worth of training in that one weekend. So I would just say, you know, you want to make sure that there's a match on both ends. And once you sit down and, and we've been hearing from JR a lot lately too, if you showed a hundred, he said this last night on the conference call, like if you show a hundred people and then you, you show a hundred people and you still will have, you know, you, then you're still um, thinking it's not working for you. Then let's talk, you mm -hmm. know, because once you just practice, which you mentioned mm -hmm. earlier, once you keep doing it, you're gonna know how to tweak things, how to say things differently. But even now, 20 years later, Cole and I, people can say, oh, you did such an amazing plan and we appreciate that, but we've just done it more. We've done it a lot. Mm. We know this business, we know this pay plan. So mm. I think that's what it boils down to is if you're talking to it, talking to things, 
you're talking to a 20-some-year-old that doesn't understand residual income, they've never seen anything else before, mm -hmm. you're just going to talk in themes with them. I might have to explain what is residual income. Mm. I'm going to have to spend more time on the two- to three-year plan, but if somebody's been in five to ten different multi-level marketing companies that come from this industry, they don't care about my story, they don't care, like, okay, do the products work, show me the numbers, mm. and I might have to cut right to that pay plan. Right. Does that make sense, you guys? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, um, you know, it, just putting putting that into more perspective, that number 100 is uh, is key. Like, yeah. I think every new franchise owner needs to get through the reps. So try to get through showing 100 plants, whether it's personal or whether it's with your team, like yeah. get through 100, and then they know they've, they've started the, the, uh, to learn how to dig. Yeah. And yeah. once you know the skill on how to dig, then you can – uh, you know, determine when you stop, like you keep going, um, find the diamonds. I, it's, yeah. This is, this is yeah. I would also add to that, that you have to identify, are we approaching on a scale from one to 10? Are we approaching level five and above people? Mm -hmm. Approaching people that are a level five. Now this is on a success level. Like mm -hmm. if, you have to, I hate, I hate judging people. I'm not yeah. trying to be the judge of their life or none of that, but I do have to look at people and say, what level of success have they reached in their life? In their, it, it could be, it could be musically. It could be as a, as an actor, actress, it could be in business, but if they've achieved a high level of success and they're going to be higher on the scale, they might be a level eight person. Mm. That's awesome because they, they are somebody who's went after some things mm. and they've had to overcome some obstacles mm. in order to achieve that level of success, mm. no matter the endeavor. Yeah. So if we're approaching people that are fives and above mm. and then we approach 10 of them. All right. Mm. And, 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 yeah. 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 Or rat them out. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if we're approaching people that are fives and above, and we approach 10 of them, you guys, and we don't get some kind of traction, then I would say we need to tweak something. See, right, yeah. right. If we approach 50 that are level one, two, that's what it's going to take. you got to approach more people then. So the shortcut is look for people that have achieved some level of success in their life or they're ambitiously seeking a better quality of life to up the ratio as far as approaching less people to get a result quicker. I love and it. I think for Trinity and I, where we became more bulletproof and knowing this was gonna work was when you approach a five or above who've had some level of success, or let's say they're a traditional business owner, right? And that person says, Andrew, I love your energy, man. I would hire you in a heartbeat to come work for my company because mm -hmm. of just, our time together right here in 15 minutes, maybe we had with the person, you know, you're on the right track. And right. I probably don't need to tweak too much because for somebody at his level mm -hmm. to recognize what I'm bringing to the table and acknowledge yeah. it, whether he decides to join us or not in the endeavor. Okay. He still loves who we are and he does see that we've got a franchising system, right? He gets it. Mm. That's awesome. You go, wow. We had a franchise owner in Illinois who was, that's who he was. He owned a, uh, a three Wendy's when we were new with Market America. Today he owns 15. And when Mike sat with, I mean, Mike got it. And then Mike showed up to a UVP and he comes up to me after the UVP you guys and goes, Colin, that was phenomenal. And I'm going, it was? Right. You know, like mentally. Right. I was like, wow, he thought I was great. Yeah. Well, see, that pushes you to the next level. That pushes you to say, I'm on the right track. So I think... 
And answering the question fully, uh, pulling us full circle is like JR is teaching us. Sometimes you need to go on an appointment with somebody. And even though you're the person listening to this podcast and saying, man, if I have Pierre or Andrew or Cullen Haskins or Donald or somebody coming on the appointment, I want them to show the plan. The opposite is true. We need to sometimes listen to what you're saying and doing so we can help make the tweak. Absolutely. And sometimes, and many times, you guys, it's a little tweak we got to make. Mm-hmm. I remember a guy that we were running with in Chicago back in the day, right? We're off and rocking. He's leading the peak. We got about 10, 12 people, ABC pattern, and about 90 days. Like we got some traction going, things are starting to move. And then all of a sudden, he's starting to do it on his own now. We're kind of like passing the baton, and now he's running the next leg of the race, and, and he's moving. And, and then all of a sudden, he's like, man, I've met with like 10 people and nothing. What do you think I'm doing wrong? And I'm like, well, there's no way for me to tell you what you're doing wrong unless I see what you're doing or hear what you're doing. And so like JR says, and he just said on the call again last night, you guys said, take the phone. If you can't be there live, have them record it. And I want to hear what you're saying and doing. But if I can go there live, which I did with this guy, I went there live. And here's what he was saying. Five minutes into the appointment. He said, now here's a guy who's been in the business 90 days, executive coordinator Mm -hmm. in 90 days. Mm -hmm. He's sitting with people and five minutes into the appointment, he was saying, now Trinity, listen, don't plan on making any money for your first year. This isn't a get rich quick. Oh my goodness. It's a two to three year plan. Mm -hmm. And then he would show the plan. Mm -hmm. And so we got done with the appointment and he's like, okay, so did you identify like what I'm, I'm like, yeah, I identified like five minutes into it, like five <laughs> minutes into it, you were dead yeah, and you were done talking. It didn't matter what you said after that, because if you told me I would don't plan on making money for one year, dude, I would be done listening to. And he went, am I really saying that? I go, mm-hmm. yes, that's what you said. And he right. couldn't even believe it. I said, why would you even say that? It's not even true for you. You're executive coordinator in 90 days. But guys, that's how simple the little tweak was mm-hmm. for this guy, for him to all of a sudden tweak that. And then all of a sudden he started popping again, see? Yeah. And it was like, wow. So there is some that's of so that cool. where we don't want to overanalyze what we're saying and doing. Okay, we don't yeah. get in our head about it, but we do want to record ourselves. Or like, I'm in front of the mirror. And like you asked me earlier, Andrew, it was kind of like, hey, if I always spoke like that or paused or did whatever, no, but I I, I would record myself. You would. I would watch you to listen to yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would. And people go, that's weird. Or I'm like, but I wanted to become better. I yeah. wanted to, to, I wanted more people on Monday taking action with Market America. It was never about Trinity and I. It was always about the people because we're always working with people, right? That's the business. So it's like blessing people. I'm like, mm-hmm. if I can become better at getting people to take action in their lives, then I know the rest will fall into place. That was the motivation to say, am I looking in the mirror mm-hmm. at myself? Am I listening to myself? You know, a lot of people say, I can't watch myself back if I'm showing the plan. I can't listen to myself back. I'm like, you know what? You need to. Because mm-hmm. you start to notice some things and say, wow. Why would I say it like that? Or that kind of came across as this way. And I really wanted it to come across as this way. But mm-hmm. so perception for people becomes their reality. And so sometimes, again, how are we coming across or who am I being when I say it? Right. That's what we're trying to bottle up. 
when we watch JR on stage, let's say, because JR, it's like who he's being. He's like all in on the business. And what does he do a lot? He's goofing with people. He's having fun with yeah. the person he's meeting with versus every detail of the business doesn't matter. Yeah. See? Yeah. So, <laughs> I always say practice makes progress. It's mm -hmm. not about being perfect, but you can work on yourself. And that's why listening to audios every single day makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And you do have to be bulletproof. But with this business, it's also very, very simple where you just, it's just math. You know, there's a huge difference in showing 10 people this business in a year and leading to 10 people in the next week or two, you mm. know? So which one's going to get you paid faster? And you can take any occupation because when I heard like, oh my gosh, I got to ask this person for like a hundred names, mm hundred -hmm. names. That's a lot of people. I don't know. I didn't know hundred people. You get somebody's Facebook, he has made cell phone out, right? And they're going to know a hundred people. But it could be any occupation. If you have a doctor or um, you know somebody who has a health practice, I guarantee you they have seen a hundred patients. So if you said, okay, you're gonna go show a hundred patients, you're gonna meet with a hundred patients and help them, you know, it, as soon as you do that, we're gonna pay you thirty-six hundred dollars a week and reduce your hours back to ten. It could be real estate. As soon as you show one hundred people different homes, like a hundred people. How fast would they go show 100 homes, you know, and show 100 people if they knew they were going to make $187,000 a year for the rest of their life and 10 hours a week, they'd get through those homes very, very quickly. True. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's the same thing with Market America and you're in franchise. So if you wait on somebody because well, they said they looked pretty excited, they said they were going to come to the UBP with me, but the UBP is not until three weeks, you yeah. know, but you're waiting on that one bean and shaking that bean in the jar, like JR says, it's gonna be slow and painful. But if you get through the numbers, because you have your goal, your reason why, it's gonna go faster. And just remember, people wanna jump on board with somebody that's going somewhere. Yeah. They trust you, they believe in you, you believe in the system, but believe in yourself, and that's it. Right. Damn it. I, I think this is beautiful. I love it, I, I love it as well. And I, it's such a common mistake I see. Newer unfranchised owners doing, which is shaking that bean, yeah, not doing enough. owners, we do this too. We do it too. Yeah. It, it feels way worse than it is if you actually look at the numbers. Yeah. But I, I also love what you guys mentioned earlier, where um, there's no real shortcut where you want to get the hundred in, but if you want to be more efficient, you want to go for the higher uh, totem pole people, higher success yeah. level, like seven, eight, nine. Yeah. And actually, on that note, this yeah. is a question I really want to ask. And this is something I personally am in the process of learning, which mm -hmm. is how do you deal and, and have new people or even existing like older people uh, with maybe not as much credibility just yet, not quite up there yet. How do you approach and talk with the eight the seven, the nines, the tenth, the seventh, and, and really use them uh, uh, to help lead to people or directly approach them. However, how do you do that? I compliment them. I just have the new person compliment them. You know, hey, I really respect what you've done in business, and I've come across something. I'm super excited about it. I can't find a way where I can't make any money with it. So I would love for you to help me out and evaluate this business for me. It might be right for you. It might not be. And if not, that's okay. But I respect what you've done in business. And I would love for you to get together. When can we get together? Yeah. You know, um, if somebody's been in direct sales, 
I know you've been in the industry for years. I've come across something. I'm super, again, it's their excitement, super excited about it. Respect what you've done. You know, maybe right for you, may not be, but I'd love for you to evaluate it for me. You know, no matter what, you've been in real estate. I know you're very well connected. I always compliment them because that's what we're having them do. Evaluate it. We don't know if there's a match or not, right? But we just have, we just compliment them and anybody is willing to help you when, know. when you compliment them, yeah, yeah. Great. I, I like to chime in on that on that topic as well, like because um, you know, we, uh, Colin, you mentioned the scale, right? Like one to ten, um, and we're looking for people, you know, above five. I'm I've been wrestling with the concept of there's a sweet spot, like there is a too high, mm. like if there's a if you get to a ten, um, the you know the, uh, the the direct approach or the evaluation approach might not be as good as the referral approach mm. and you know identifying spending time i'm wrestling with the idea do you guys think there is a sweet spot there is a too high there is somebody that's you know doing too well that wouldn't take the time to to look at the business yes to to build on that as well where they're so successful that they're so busy that helping someone out may not be as much of a priority as that mm -hmm. do you, what do you guys yeah, what are your thoughts on that? No, I mean, I would, I, so the referral approach is where it's at. Mm -hmm. See, so if you come into the appointment, who somebody led to somebody who led to somebody who led to Mike, who owned the Wendy's, right? So if you go to Mike and you say, Mike, listen, I really think you'd be great in this business. I need to get you into my business and this and that. No, that's the wrong approach. So you're approaching Mike to say, listen, here's the thing. I know you're going to love what I do because you understand business. And anybody like you that's had such a high level of success in business is going to appreciate our unfranchised system that we put together. And so here's what, now do you know other people that have worked or are working in direct sales or are looking for a quality of life like you have, but you can't give them a franchise for a million dollars. And then he says, well, yeah, totally. I know people like that. And I go, great. And I say, so what we're looking to do is expand our business, but I have to, I have to tell you something, not everybody you're going to lead us to is going to make the team. I said, so we're going to interview. We're only going to take on the right people. If they're willing to check off the boxes and move product and lead us to people. And if they're not willing to do that, Mike, I promise they won't, we won't take them on the team. That's all they want to hear. If somebody's really successful, yeah. they want the person. Here's my guarantee, Mike, people are going to call you back and say thank you for leading me to Colin and Trinity and Roxanne and some of the people he was leading us to, they're gonna thank you for at least me, because you know why? Because we're gonna be nice to them. They're gonna like us. And whether we decide to take them on the team or whether they decide they really are looking for something additional, no matter what, I know our business system is the best mm. based on math. And so therefore, if they're already doing something else, I know the odds of them being successful with us is extremely high. Mm. So if you can lead us to the right people, like JR always taught us, you guys, we'll make something mutually profitable. That's the approach for somebody who's really successful. Right. Yeah. Right. But not even in it for the money again. See, it's about getting them to attach a feeling to helping people have what they have, knowing they can't give them what they have. I can't just give it to people because I had to work hard for this if they didn't inherit it, of course, right? Mm -hmm. So I think you have to put That's all it. these things in perspective to the person I'm approaching. Yeah. What's going to be the angle? Is yeah. the angle going to be the money? Is the angle going to be helping other people have the money or the time? Uh -huh. 
this is gross. This is such a good explanation. In one sentence, it's an approach that makes sense to them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. JR is preaching this on stage. This is what a perfect example of what it is, an approach that makes sense to them. Yeah. I love it. Thank yeah. you so much, guys. Yeah, yeah. that's that's right. that really does help a lot. I, I actually uh, um, want to go back as well. Like, uh, you know, we have people that sometimes don't understand that you got to put in the work. But on the other hand, we also have uh, people that put in so much work and, and maybe a little too much that they burn themselves out. Yeah, don't get right? burned out. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I know some people. Talking right? about himself right now. <laughs> don't get burned out, bro. No, it's, I, I love it. I love it, bro. Uh, so I, I wanted to know what are some things that you guys did for fun to not burn out and what are some things you guys do for fun right now? Yeah. I see yeah. calling your Facebook profile picture. It's, it's from fishing. That's a huge fish. It's you guys. <laughs> That's my husband. You know, I think you have to have balance. You just have to have balance. And that's one reason that we love the weekly checklist, the mm -hmm. weekly accountability checklist, because it's not about going out there and crushing it. And if you showed 10 plans in a week, no doubt you're gonna stir up some major action and you can do that short term, right? You can show that 10 plans a week, maybe for right. a month, but then it's gonna be explosion of the ABC pattern and it's just gonna go, go, go crazy, mm. right? But it is about having a balance and it's about not you going out and crushing this thing, but showing one to two people per week based upon your reason why, but if you showed one person a week and you showed one person a week and Colin and I showed, I mean, you can see where it's all duplication. It's a lot of people doing a little bit. So I, I, I think just sometimes like we'd literally be in our, in our home and just be like, okay, it's beautiful outside and we're going to go for a walk. And we just go for a walk on the sky bridge, which is over the ocean here in Florida. And we just get out, you know, and then sometimes I'd look at my calendar and be like, man, I got like five follow-up phone calls today. But I didn't want to be inside all day. So I pack my stuff up, I go to the beach and literally be doing some follow-up phone calls while I watch like dolphins in the ocean. I'm like, seriously, like I said to the lady, I'm just, oh my gosh, I just have to tell you, like I just saw dolphins jumping. Like that's what this is about. This is not made to take over your life. It's a huge part of our life. A huge part of your life doesn't have to be your life. Mm. Um, but you know, you just want to be consistently consistent. So Colin's hobbies have changed through the years. He's done golfing. He's mm -hmm. done hunting. That didn't last very long. He's, <laughs> he's, he's done what you did a landscaping thing with your dad. You love to do that, being outside with the with the yard. Now it's fishing. Mm -hmm. My hobby just does not change. It's just always shopping. <laughs> um, now I get paid for shopping. Like it's just like a beautiful thing. But yeah. you know, we like to go to concerts. We like to go just hang out with the, with the kids. We, we're foodie people and, you know, we just like to go and take time and hang okay. out with good friends, drink by the water, have good times. So with all that being said, what Trinity said was so key there and it's the weekly checklist. When yeah. you execute on your weekly checklist, then you get to say, I did it. I'm yep. done this week. Yep. But when people come up to Trinity and I and say, what did you do? And how did you do it? And this and that, we say it's a weekly checklist and then people only want to execute on half of it. Oh, that's so good. Then, then you can't expect the results. You know, yeah. we know different than, you know, in 2010, I had a guy challenge me, all right, and do a bodybuilding show. And it was like, I wouldn't have expected to start 
like the beginning of January and on May lose 60 pounds and go from like 28% body fat to six by skipping steps. Mm. That would be ludicrous for me mentally to think that that was even possible. Mm. I had to be able to follow TLS to an extreme with protein and different things that we did that night. I took coaching from somebody who was just on stage, like at a, at a natural bodybuilding show. Okay. And so Don was the one coaching me on it. Right. So it's the same thing in business. You can't skip steps and then expect the result. So at a minimum, even if you did the weekly checklist, you guys, it is straight up 10 hours a week. A lot of times you can get the weekly checklist done in about seven to eight. All right. If you're really efficient with it, that's not that hard to do, but if you do it every week, it becomes a consistent habit, yep. which is the key word there. Habit. Mm -hmm. I mean, the habit and the rhythm of doing the business. But if you're not in the rhythm or habit of doing a business, you can't salt it a little bit and then think something miraculous is going to happen because you're not all in in the seven to 10 or 15 hours a week that you're committing to the business. So whatever you're doing, you guys, you just got to stay consistent with it and plant the seeds and the harvest will happen. The fruit will come. All right. So that's it. To me, that's our biggest thing we notice with people today because we live in a world of instant gratification and everybody wants it yesterday. It was still that way when I was growing up, but I mean, it's more so today for some reason with mm -hmm. the internet and, and everybody. Media. Everybody sees so many people as a finished product today of like, wow, they're really successful. But let's face it, guys, everybody you know or see who's had a lot of success in their life and we see them as a finished product today. What you didn't see was they checked off every box in yep. their weekly checklist. And it doesn't yep. matter if it was playing an instrument, being an actor, actress, uh, athlete, you name it. They did it more. Mm. And, and it, know, it wasn't always pretty. Sometimes they lit some uh, carpets on fire, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. You do all kinds of crazy stuff. I spilled pop on somebody at a local seminar like when I was in yeah, Trinity was a speaker. Don't pop, pop on the guy. Soda, pop, whatever you guys call it. Yeah, she knocked it off of the teleprompter. Yeah. The, the overhead <laughs> oh. I'd still be doing overhead projection slides if it wasn't for Colin. You know, but I did. I was talking about focus of, on the dot. And I don't get stuck on the dot. And my, my pop or soda was right there on the edge. And it was right on over into the guy's lap in the front row. Oh. And I just looked at him, literally, you guys, and I was just like, you're not going to get focused on the dot now, are you? Like, I just, everybody laughed, but I felt so bad. Oh, wow. <laughs> well played, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Happens. We, we, we've done plenty of things that would be a blooper tape yeah. right, of, of, like, I can't believe I did that. Um, I, okay, I got a story because I didn't share one earlier. So, so. I was showing the plan. I was super excited and, and I met with it. And again, I showed it on paper and I, I showed the plan the other day, you guys on paper again. I'm, I mean, I just sat there and talked to the person and I literally just drew it out in like 15 minutes. And it's like, JR, it's like a scribbled mess. And yeah. I had a piece of paper and I'd slide it over and I'd say, okay, study that. Just like JR. I mean, I did it exactly what he said to do because I said, if it works for JR, then it's good enough for me and I'm just going to do it. So that's a piece that everybody needs to look at. But so I'm showing the plan. I'm excited. I sell the person a ticket at Starbucks. And then I'm walking out and I look across and I see a girl I went to high school with. And I'm like, ooh, there's Jen, Jen Brady. I'm like, oh man, I'm going to go over and talk to her. So I go over to talk to her and she's sitting across from somebody else. And she's got a pink book out that she's flipping through. And I'm like, oh, 
So we can guess what company she was with. Yeah, that looks like she's with uh, Mary Kay. Mm -hmm. So this is how smooth I was. I walk up and I, as I got closer and I recognized what was happening, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was like, I got to save her. You had to save her. So, because so that was my attitude, and it still is my attitude. I'm like, I got to save people. They just don't know what they don't know, man. I just got to educate people. Yeah. And so, so I walk up and I'm just like, hey, Jen, how you doing? She's like, oh, hey, Colin. Uh, yeah, I'm doing great. And I said, man, that's awesome. And I say, hey, uh, oh, are you, are you doing Mary, Mary Kay? And she's like, I am. And I said, oh, man, that's great. And I said, well, listen, I'm with Market America, and what I do spanks that. Right in front of her person. Yeah, right I, in front of her appointment. So I'm like, I spanked that. And I was like, so we need to talk soon because I can help you. And okay. she was like, okay. Oh, and I walked away. So I walked away. Yeah. I walked out of Starbucks. And I'm like, yes. That was amazing. And I had no idea what I had done. All right. Like, I, oh, gosh. I have blinders on, man. I was, what do you, you know, eat for breakfast? Market America. Whatever. <laughs> MarketAmericaShop.com. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't, <laughs> she, she, of course, wasn't there. I could never get a hold of her. Didn't know what happened. And like six months later, I was sitting at a seminar and somebody was talking about doing things ethically and morally and, and, you know, don't burn a bridge and all of these awesome qualities that we all need to have. Mm -hmm. And I'm going, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's, I just did that to you. Oh, so I didn't even know. And so then I had to like send her this message and apologize. And she responded to that. And she was just like, well, thanks for sending that. Yeah, that was really awkward. And I couldn't believe you said that. And da, 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 da. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, I was just really passionate about, you know. And so that's my, that's my excuse for everything. Somebody's just like, wow. So, you know, JR, man, he can be really firm. And in my face, it feels like sometimes it feels like he's yelling at me. I'm like, oh, he's just really passionate. You know, he's really passionate about, you know, helping people. And so he's not trying to be mean. He's not trying to be, but like, he's just, he just wants to see you successful. He wishes he could go on an appointment with all of us individually, all the time, you know, if there was enough to go around. Yeah. Well, at least you, owned, you owned up to it after. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's so awesome. you know, his heart's in the right spot. Mm. Jen, my heart was in the right spot once I apologized. But until I apologized, she thought I was the rudest guy ever. Right, she couldn't believe I did that to her, and of course, I didn't have a clue what I did. The VHS tape of Trin and Cohen's bloopers, and oh my gosh, play it. That's it for hours. You'd be dying. All oh, wealthy people. Dying. Oh my gosh! All right, you guys, we could go on for hours. You know, with this, even that that time when you guys were in, uh, you know, we we had dinner at the um, Korean oh, barbecue gosh. spot. We went on for hours. Oh my gosh! But uh, so we're gonna, uh, you know, we're we're gonna have to invite you back on an on an episode in the future. But uh, let's wind down here for um for 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 today. We got two questions we'd like to close off with. Uh, what is your biggest not to do? in the business. Hmm. I don't know if I guess not to do. Procrastination. Hmm. Yeah. One I would People are master procrastinators. Hmm. All of us. I don't care who you are. Like, and you got to own it and you got to stop procrastinating. Do not do that. Like focus, yeah. focus on why you're doing the business. Don't procrastinate hmm. and put the team to work and leverage the team. You know, don't try to do everything by yourself. Yeah. So don't procrastinate and don't try to do everything alone. Mm -hmm. You know, we're a team and there's strength in numbers. There's more energy in numbers. There's more excitement in numbers. It's just psychology. Yeah. So follow the team and never miss at GMTSS event. Mm. Whatever's going on, commit one year. I, I, 
I would challenge everybody to say, if you go for one whole year to every single GMTSS in your geographic area, the, 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 the big, the regional, right? The, the country, uh, Canadian regional convention, you've got the, um, we've got uh, Miami yeah. and we've got Greensboro. Like if you don't miss everything for one whole year mm-hmm. and you're not 300 to a thousand a month, let alone a week, then we really need to talk because there's, I, I don't see how that's possible because you put yourself on the freeway of great things to happen yeah. and you will get run over yeah. in okay. a great way. Okay, great. Next yeah. question is, uh, uh, what is your definition of success? Man, that's the, that saying, one of my favorite sayings is if you really understood residual income, you would walk through a brick wall to get it. Hmm. And I think success, is just being happy, be able to have a choice mm-hmm. in your life of what you want to do, who you want to spend your time with, and what you want to give back. Because we're all here. God put us all on the earth for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. And if you get money out of the way, you can really truly do the things that you're put here on the earth to do. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I think success is just being around the people that you love and making a difference for other people. Mm. It's not, you know, nice things are great. Um, you know, happy we got a pool, happy we got stuff like that because goals are, are so important. Um, but I think that if you could just go out and bless other people, that's what this is really about. Mm. Bam. Wisdom right there. Mic drop. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Trinity, Cullen, been an absolute pleasure having you on Talk Shop. Thank yes. you so much. Uh, looking forward to seeing you at International Convention. Yes. We'll be there. So much yeah. fun. Yeah. Thanks Thank you for again. Having us. We did. We had a great time. Thank you so much. It's exciting to see all the growth happening in Canada yes. and all the people who are leading by example. And uh, we look forward to bigger and better things. And we know you guys are taking it to the top. So way to go. I love it. Thank, Thank you, guys. guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. And if you love this episode and know of another UFO who would kill it, if they listen to this podcast, please pass them on to us. It is Talk Shop's cause to help as many business owners as possible reach success within our platform. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave us a five-star review and share this with your team. We'll be forever grateful. And just remember to never ever stop and to keep listening to Talk Shop. See you next time.